0: This is the Capricorn FM podcast.
1: It's a Tuesday. Today, we have You Are The Business, and today we are joined by Peter Shabalala. You know, when it comes to the scent in any car, yeah. oh, I'm very sensitive because I struggle a lot with sinuses. Oh, yeah. so
2: it's highly, it's like really highly perfumed and like, you know, you struggle.
1: Yeah. I can smell a chick who was in a Corolla Toyota Conquest.
2: From miles away. Wow. Because of that distinct smell. Uh, that's a stereotype by the way
1: Uh, yeah yeah. so uh, uh, you know but i can tell you one thing Uh, when peter walked in the studio and he opened up his diffuser and everything it smells really great
2: it does yes and it's very gentle it doesn't choke me yeah Mm,
1: smells good so he's joining us in studio
3: and we're getting to know a little bit more about him and his business welcome peter uh thank you very much i really appreciate uh, the invite we honor it we thank god for favor for that sure so tell us about your business my friend Okay. And the model that you use. Okay, yeah. At Rock Cotton, we manufacture and sell 100% essential oil car freshener that creates a luxury scent in your car. We also accommodate those like you who have got sinuses because we believe that people don't like something that has too much protection in it. Mm. So what we do, we, may, we, we did a research because we checked that a lot of people don't have time to take their cars to car wash because they're busy. So normally, having our car freshener in your car, make sure that your car always made luxury. We also have 100% red diffuser mm-hmm. that creates a luxury in the offices and also household because we believe that a, a nice house is supposed to smell nice. So our red diffusers are 100% essential oil. We didn't add any compound alcohol and fix in our product. Mm-hmm. So it's just 100% essential oil. Mm-hmm. So how did you come up with this idea? What inspired you to get into this line of business? Uh, I was working for a retail store. I was the manager. I was able to reach the target before month end. So I came up with an idea because where I was working, they were not selling colognes. So I just came up with an idea of how about I start my own brand and manufacture colognes for clients that comes? Mm-hmm. So it, uh, while I was working, I was selling to clients that normally come to the shop. Sure. I bought a book from CNA whereby I gave them the receipt. So. I noticed that the business was running i take a risk so that i resign and start my own thing full time
2: nice yeah so how are you marketing the products
3: uh normally we are located corner b and marshall what we do we we normally open pop-up store like I said, people don't have time these days. The only time that they have or they can compromise is to go to gym, is to go to saloon, is to go to car wash. So that's where we put our pop up store. Normally, when you bring your car, we are able to sell to you. Ah,
2: yeah. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as a business, what are some of the things you're challenging with? You're going to be hearing from our business coach later on at quarter to eight. What are some of the things challenge- you'd like to hear advice on?
3: Uh, the the, the advice that I would like to hear is to how do we get uh, the access for markets because like for example now in Poluguan uh, my goal was to open 10 pop-up stores. Now I already opened 3. Mm. I hired young people who are energetic and passionate to run with the vision. Mm. So because we don't have the permit, so we are limited because uh, we wanted to go on the street. We wanted to go all the parks around so that people will have the access to our product and everything. Because what I don't want about my product is that I don't want to put it on the shelf or in, 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 in malls or maybe pick and pay and stuff. Mm. There isn't being. People will buy optionally so because uh, n- people don't have time, like I said. So you won't be able to go all the shelves all around to check, yes, looking for product. So when we we meet you on the street, we know that we are able to ask you for two minutes, Mm. we sell our product to you.
1: Mm. All right.
3: Okay. We'll hear how um, you know what advice our business coach has um, for for you uh, later on. How do people get in touch with you? Uh, you can get in touch on this number zero seven one six zero five double four six five, and also visit our Facebook page, The Rock Cotton One, and also our pop up store physical is at uh, corner Big and Marshall, and also at Solomon Dale Greenside Car and number six Lottery Street at OMG Barber Shop.
2: That number again?
3: Zero seven one six zero five double four six five.
2: There we go. Peter Shabalala, director at Rock Cotton. Thank you. Thank you so much and all the best for the business.
1: Uh, no, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. We are joined on the line by a published author, award-winning speaker, entrepreneur, business and executive coach, Dr. Lucas Molloy. Good morning, Doc. Welcome to the show. Good
0: morning and uh, good morning and thanks for having me.
2: Okay, so, today's entrepreneur is a young man who manufactures and sells 100% essential oil car uh, freshness that gives cars this luxury scent. And according to him, it lasts for up to 31 days. And, you know, with everyone loving cars in their homes and wanting them to smell as luxurious as possible, just looking at this at face value, it looks like a really great idea. What are some of the growth prospects in this particular industry?
0: Um, the prospects of it. Uh, are, um, um, uh, looking at other other products, um, you know, things like uh, perhaps also looking at uh, offices, looking also at uh, things like uh, um, you know bathroom fragrances and that. So, so he doesn't need to to look only into cars and then, and and such, but you know we can look at growing the product range. But also, um, what we should consider in this growth is the availability of the product itself. you know where can one get the product um you know how Far, um, can we get the product in terms of of, of uh, availability in the stores and that? So the growth uh, prospects are to start there before we even look at uh, another range of products and that. It's it's the bigger one is the, the availability of the product in 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 other localities and not only where he is based. and And the growth should start there.
2: And, you know, some of the options, I mean, what you've mentioned now, but some of the options that he can look into when it comes to mass marketing his product and uh, practically seeking new customers. He was telling us right now that his focus is not to necessarily be on the shelves, but he's focusing on going where people mostly are going these days. He's talking about car washes, parks mm-hmm. and the likes, and that's where he's really selling most of his products. So for mass marketing, what can he do if he doesn't want to be on shelves? Okay. So, so so the first one, I'll tell you this. I know that most of the people, um, their fear and the
0: decision that I'm not going to go on the shelf, it's, it's usually the hoops that one has got to jump to get onto the shelf. <clears throat> because in reality, that any business, if you want it to grow in terms of numbers, you need to get on the shelves because you are now talking various different a chain store that you can get into. And that market, the market of selling through the car washes and that, uh, it's way smaller than making sure the product is on the shelf. However, it's it's the beginning, it's the start. Um, Also, he must consider that when I go through the car washes and that, um, it means more money in terms of making the product available because you need to go to and, and meet with with individual power owners and such things. Even if you are getting people to sell for you in those spaces, it means that you need to have foot on the ground on each and every point, uh, touch point with the client. When when you're looking at the shelving of the store, you talking to the head office that is buying and doing their own distribution to their stores and that so so when we are looking in terms of real growth you are looking at getting into the chain stores however i'm not discrediting him wanting to go into car washes but when you look at the cost comparison when you go into the car washes and that you are going to have to need foot on the ground at every touch point so in this planning, that's what he needs to consider, and that's what he needs to budget for, and that might affect uh, uh, his uh, uh, bottom line um, uh, at the end of the day.
2: What about, because right now, he's uh, having problems with government when it comes to permits. He's saying that there are certain areas where he wants to sell because he really, he, his business model is around pop-up markets, kind of a pop-up sessions. So he says that he struggles with getting permits in different locations because uh, he tries to move around, you know, uh, and be like in different hotspots. Yeah. So h- how could he work around this? Okay, so, so, so it's, it's,
0: it's the same thing I'm saying, you know. So so when he does it himself and that, um, in terms of setting up pop-up stores and that, he's going to have to, every, for every single location, go and apply and that. And, and then remember, the location works in terms of those that have already applied in that location. Is there still space available? So in this case, what you should be looking at is on various platforms and that, or spaces and that, who can carry his product? Which type of sellers, which type of merchandisers can carry his product? And then stick with them and get them to be his distributors or, or get them to be his wholesalers. So he would then supply them and they will then sell to people. So you shouldn't only look at him owning the space. Space where he's failing or being in his store or his pop-up store, and that he shouldn't look at ooh, ooh, who are the people that are selling in that space what are they saying like he's already said to the car washes and that what are these people selling you know when you come to the to the traffic lights and that the guys that are selling stuff on the traffic lights and that who of those can carry his products and those are the type of people that he needs to look at the vendors the street vendors who of those can carry his products and those are the people that he should look at but he must remember also that when you are Selling through those people and that are they the people of the quality that you need for selling? Are they the people that you want your brand to be associated with? So it does give him a lot of work where he needs to keep control of, of, of those decisions to sit and say, is this the person that I want people? How do I regulate the price? Is, is the price regulated or am I allowing someone to sell for 100 grand when the other one sells for 50 grand? So all those become the dynamics when he is the one that is handling the distribution of this product. So those are all the things that he needs to really sit down in his planning and consider the pros and the cons of which path he wants to take in making sure that his product grows and it's out today. Mm.
2: All right, thank you so much, Mr. Malloy, and we hope that our entrepreneur will uh, look at these points and see what he can apply to his business. That's a published author, award-winning speaker, entrepreneur, business, and executive coach, Dr. Lucas Malloy.
0: That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.